Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome in to this special episode of the Command Point Podcast. Episode 27, our one-year anniversary special. Yeah, last November. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the Necron Deep Dive. That was the first thing we ever uploaded. Yeah. Here we are on this one-year extravaganza episode. Um, we have uh, we've seriously grown a lot more than... I expected we would grow, and we're honestly, it's weird. I feel like almost half of our growth has been in like the last month. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. We've had like three or almost 300 subscribers over the last month. Yeah. Um, a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people tuning in. The Discord is blowing up right now, yeah. which is awesome. Very instead, exciting. whenever I whenever I add everyone in the Discord on the announcement channel, instead of it being over 200, it says over 300. Yeah. Over 300. You're about to add over 300 people. And I say yes every time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Because I, lo- I love letting <laughs> you guys know what's going on. All right. So. It's, uh, I mean, there's a lot that we were, we we're going to talk about tonight. Um, it is uh, Tuesday, November 3rd, a.k.a. Um, there's like a lot going on in the background. We're going to try and ignore that while we record. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be hard. Our, our friends across the pond um, are watching from the sidelines, probably laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, we're we're here. It's a time of crisis. But but this should show <laughs> you that we uh, we we are still going to record. We're not the house could be burning down around us and, and we won't stop the show. Like I mean, like my the battery on my laptop can last a little bit, so we can just grab that and the mic and go, and we'll be we'll be good. Yeah, that's we'll be true. Um, the the recording will live. <laughs> we could record in the backyard if we wanted to, although it's getting very cold here in yeah. New York. So I don't well, know. I mean, if we stay like close to the house when it's on fire, but not too close, we should be able to stay warm enough. True. Yeah. So actually, we just need to be mindful. Good point. Of this terrible hypothetical that we've that we've yes. come up with it's somewhat of a metaphor but uh <laughs> <laughs> let's uh you know let's let's push past it right so we're gonna do a bunch of stuff today um we we have some cool announcements for the channel and just for command point in general mm-hmm. um we're gonna kind of spend a lot of this episode looking back at um the past year of competitive kill team for both us and for the tournament scene mm-hmm. and tts and and what it's really like all meant. Um, where should we start? I think we should start with a very important announcement first. Very important announcement? Very important We're kicking it off with the very important announcement? Yeah. All right. So Command Point is, uh, we, have, we have a Patreon now. Yes. We have a Patreon now. Link to that is going to be in the description. Uh, there will be some exclusive content coming from Command Point that will only be accessible on the Patreon um, there will be special roles for people who subscribe to the Patreon in the Discord. Yeah, kind um, of like our, our knobs and our... Yeah, our, that's that's what they're calling gits. the Patreon subs. We're calling them the knobs and the gits. Because we're the war boss and we got some yeah. big mechs. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a cool little color with it. We got the too. whole orc hierarchy going on. Yes. But yeah, um, for the knobs, it's... So if you guys enjoy what the, the content that Command Point has been putting out... Um, and you want to get more of it, uh, then go ahead and head over to the Patreon and support us. If you're just fiending for, for more, 
for more content. Yeah. Um, so I guess it should be noted that all of our content that we're currently doing, our regular scheduled series, the podcast, the the things that we're already uploading in the channel, that's all still going to be there. There's there's not going to be like episodes of that being put over onto Patreon. Right. That's all going to be there. Yes. Patreon, you're going to be getting exclusive series that that won't be posted on the regular channel. Yeah. Anywhere um, else. Yeah, and and that we haven't posted before. So the, there'll be new series, new content. Um, yeah. So what's the what's the thing that you're gonna you're gonna be doing on the Patreon? Oh my 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 exclusive series. Yeah, it's uh, so I've been told. Uh, Beerinit is constantly telling me this. Other people have told me this that I come up with a lot of unique list ideas, um, and and I've been told that I have a lot of creative builds, and it's kind of true. Yeah. I am like, and I was thinking about it, and I constantly come up with lists and like 90% of them never see the light of day because <laughs> yeah i you can only play so many things in kill team like if i'm entering a tournament i have like four things that i've come up with for that tournament that i'm choosing between but i can only play one of them mm-hmm. i'm not playing all of them and uh so this series is going to be called inside shane's brain hell yeah <laughs> very good We're, we've got some rhyming going on mm-hmm. uh and it's basically going to be the uh, Patreon listeners, um, subscribers can basically, I- I'm going to riff about the the new lists that I'm building, and I'm going to talk about the formats that I'm building them in, and you guys are going to get to hear, I guess, my creative like process for, for list building and roster building, um, whereas otherwise, beforehand, whenever I came up with these wacky ideas, like you would hear about it, Ryan, obviously, yeah. I would maybe talk to a few people, like just, you know poke like ideas at people um and uh that would be it a lot of the time and Mm -hmm. nobody hears about it but this is my opportunity to share with some of our community um some of the cool ideas that i come up with and you guys can can give me feedback on it and try it out yourselves and come back to me um yeah i think it's uh it's gonna be a fun time yeah you guys get the, the the inside scoop on my uh my inner workings the inner machinations <laughs> of Shane's mind. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, very cool. That's going to be a weekly series, we're thinking? Yes, weekly, bi-weekly. It'll, okay. it'll be quite frequent on there. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll just be me talking about whatever whatever list has captured me this yeah. week because it's a new thing every yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be exclusive over on our Patreon. And then as we release further series and other Patreon-exclusive content, uh, we'll be sure to let you guys know about that. Yeah. So um, I also, uh, moving past the, the Patreon thing, which I am very excited about, I hope uh, other people are willing to uh, to, to join the Patreon and, and support us. I do want to announce another th- series that I wanted to start. This is not going to be Patreon. It's just going to be for the main channel. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of chat lately about Commanders. Mm. Um, we're not, this isn't going to be like a whole Commanders episode, obviously, but uh, the new that new packet came out that Glass did an interview about. Yeah. Um, he's uh, a lot of people are, are long looking at commanders like for the first time, um, yeah. Because it was, obviously it was dismissed as a format, um, and and now that there's all this interest in it, I want to start a series. I don't know how, maybe like at least once a month, where yeah. I'm going to look at uh, one of the commander models in Kill Team and basically just do kind of an in depth breakdown on it mm. and just try and talk about. Um, I, I want to look at the stat lines, obviously, um, because a lot of people aren't like don't even know what these models do. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I want to take a look at all the specialisms that they can take, and then figure out which things are 
like legitimately viable, how I would run it, yeah. and then like how I would run those commanders in a in a build, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for that because I feel like there's a lot of uh, talk about commanders going around. Yeah, there is. Um, could be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been like an anti-commanders person, but lately people keep talking about it, and I've kind of like forced myself to look into it. And now I'm kind yeah. of getting a little bit excited about like I want to play some commanders games now. Yeah, uh, I was skeptical. I was skeptical about it as a like as a competitive format, just because of it. It seemed very all over the place. Yeah, but um, I just want to play it now because there's so many cool models that I now own and uh, would like to use. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to use them unless they're in Commander's games. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I guess any other announcements? Is that does that cover it for now? It's the Patreon. Um, your game is oh, your right. game against Danger Fro in the Transatlantic Open pending. is pending. But it, Friday is what we're looking at. We're looking at Friday right yeah. now. Yeah, Friday's a maybe. Um, if not Friday, then Saturday. That'll be streamed on Twitch. That's going to be the semifinals. Uh, yeah. That's top four of the Transatlantic Open. Yeah. If you're interested in watching a, uh, a Drakari mirror match, mm-hmm. um, I do have a feeling, though, for what it's worth, that our lists are going to look very different. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so just, just that going will off. will be interesting. Yeah. It's not going to be like drone spam versus drone spam, yeah. like what we saw Biran and Alec. Right. And then um, uh, Micromancer and... Man, or I guess I should say Matthew Fong and uh, Manco are going to be playing their game live on our Twitch tomorrow night. So that's Wednesday of this week at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Uh, West Coast time. So be sure to tune into our Twitch for that. It's uh, It's been one year of Command Point. Mm-hmm. We have played in a lot of the tabletop simulator tournaments. We've commentated so many games. It's been um, I've I've just watched so many games just just on Discord, and I think it'd be a cool opportunity for us to kind of look back at a lot of the games that we've both played, streamed, commentated, and kind of talk about the most memorable ones to us mm-hmm. and what we think have like really stuck out to us. Because I have some that I have in mind, um, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. So um, I guess I can start. Yeah. So if I like. I'm thinking about games that I've commentated. That was the first thing I thought of because those are the games that I was like really like my brain was really turned on and I was really tuned into what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is a nice one because you can actually go back on our channel and watch it. It's an older one, but uh, it was during the Command Point Invitational. It was our first. That was our first uh, tabletop simulator tournament that we hosted. Yeah, and it was the. This is back before we had group stage. We had the double elimination so it was winner's bracket loser's bracket yeah so this game happened in the loser's bracket semifinals i believe it was and it was between alex rotnerak and uh lose and it was uh alex's Ostriani versus lose dracari and i just remember that game being like so close yeah. like it was one of the first games that i remember watching and like commentating where i was like this really feels like like a high level game that i'm watching yeah um it was uh down to the wire so you can watch that game and, and you're not going to know who who's gonna it's not one of those games where you can tell who's gonna win round two or something it literally came down to round four a couple tiny decisions um 
and uh, it, it is on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was streamed. Alex ended up winning um, and, and going on, obviously, to, to play in the finals of that tournament. But um, that game really stuck out to me. Um, Lou's, first of all, had like an amazing run in that tournament. Um, because I mentioned like winner's bracket, loser's bracket. Lou's actually lost in the first round of winner's. And then proceeded to win all the way through losers <laughs> yeah. to top four, where he was finally knocked out by Alex. Um, but that was when I realized, like, oh, this is like a really good player, because we already knew that Alex, the kid, was uh, was something to look out for. Oh yeah. But um, lose was the first like tabletop like before we found Micromancer and a few of the other guys now. Lose was the first player on Tabletop Simulator that really stuck out to me. Like, okay, like this is there's yeah. a lot of really good players that haven't been going to real life tournaments, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just like an eye opener. Yeah, for sure. And that was also the game where I where it really started to click for me how strong Drakari was. Like, I already knew they were good, but yeah. watching him pilot them there to like their their peak performance. Yeah, no, it was like whoa. Every every time it was like. Oh, Eldar's really good, but Drakari are also insane. Um, <laughs> it was just so back and forth. Yeah, crazy game. Go back and watch it. We'll we'll link it. So uh, I didn't have a favorite game that I commentated. I had a favorite series of games which I commentated. Uh, so I commentated uh, your best of three series against Matthew Frong, aka Micromancer. And uh, that series was wild. This was uh, this was like the, the the penultimate matchup of the uh, of the Bay Area Open or the the Bay Area Tournament Simulator, I should say. And uh, that was just a crazy game. And for the same reason that uh, you were describing uh, the game that you had commentated on where it was just uh, an insanely high-level game on both sides. Um, like, just... It, w- it was just wild. You can hear it in my voice in Game <laughs> 3, how wild that game was. Yeah, I have gone back and listened. I, I can hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, those games that were was, crazy. They they were um, insane, man. Crazy to play. I'm sure crazy to, to commentate. Um, yeah. Obviously, those are all on our channel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those were tough games. Those were especially. I mean, the the first. It, it looked like yeah, it. yeah. They they were, they were rough. Um, mm. Micro's a really great player. His yeah. heretics are a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, they were they were pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, what was the what was your favorite game that you've played? Favorite game that I've played. Like there's been so many. I know. I've, it's like I've played so many tournament games. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're just looking at the past year, right? And not just on um, tabletop simulator. I actually have a game that I played in real life before the pandemic. Yeah. That like really stuck out to me, and it was at a at the RTT that we played in Ithaca. Yeah. Um, at this tournament, it was uh, we used the LVO format, the last year's LVO format, not the current three CP one. And um, I played. Uh, I was playing demons at this tournament, mm-hmm. and uh, going. It was the second round of it, I believe. And I was playing that gray knight player. Ah, right. Okay. That you that you had played in the yeah. first round, and mm-hmm. um, 
I, I guess to preface this, I had been practicing my demons like a lot, and I had been specifically practicing the matchup against Grey Knights, and it was like my biggest nightmare. Like every time I played against Grey Knights, I was like demoralized, like, oh my god, like I cannot beat this team with demons. Yeah. And it is it is a very hard matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Grey Knights are going to win it most of the time, especially on a format where like kill more is a thing. Yes. Um, and I sat down across from the player. We we set up, um, and it really it it's like I think it's like one of the best games I've like ever played. Yeah. Like I feel like I really just played like a really difficult matchup, like almost as good as you can. Um. It was just like utilizing. It was like an eye opener for me, like utilizing pink horrors in in a way that, like like setting up my blood letter swarm so that they're never getting hit by by cybolts, yeah. and just locking down gray knights. Um, and he had, a, I think he took a terminator too, or a paladin, mm-hmm. or something. He had five models instead of six, but it was. Um, it ended up being like my. It was like my biggest fear matchup going in. And it ended up being like my biggest win that tournament. I think I won like I maxed, and he got like five points yeah. or something crazy. Yeah, because like I remember you telling me that you had maxed that. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a tough tough matchup going in, and um, it was just yeah. like one of those games where it's just like everything that you did. He wound up deep striking the Terminator, right? Yeah, he did. Yes, with the flamer. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. it it was tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was like one of the first games I played where it was like, I really felt like, you know, like you have those games where it's like, oh my God, I'm really improving. Yeah. That was like a yes. big like level up game yeah. for me, I feel. Yeah. When did we, when did we last play at the Games Workshop store? Well, I played Pathfinders. Or oh, I, Tau. not Pathfinders. Yeah, I played Tau. <laughs> I played Tau. Uh, and it was not Pathfinders, man. <laughs> no, it was definitely not. No, it was the opposite. Uh, yeah, it was just the the Tau team that I have now, uh, with their, you know, the three Pathfinder Railgunners, uh, Pathfinder Leader Recon Drone, and then the rest just Gun Drones, and um, just watching that team go off the way it did, and taking second place uh, at that. So I guess it's not really like, it's not really like a game. A, a specific just like game a tournament just I guess. yeah just um coming in second at that tournament well was definitely a, a a level up a level up for me and then it also opened my eyes to uh the crazy stuff that imperial guard can pull off with the blackstone fortress models oh yeah the guy that won that was running like all yeah. that that nonsense that was the first yeah. time i saw ryan and rouse and got yeah a smile back yeah yeah I remember seeing Gottfried, and then, like, afterwards, like, looking it up, like, is this actually... Yeah, no, like, you and I thought the guy was cheating, but <laughs> it, turned out, it turned out the model was just so good, and uh, that's that's probably why we keep harping on that model to this day. It's because he really is that good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was probably my big level up. It was my last big level up for me as a player. Got to take home that silver medal. Yeah. It's nice. I think I took it's resting nicely up next to uh, all the fully painted models on the right on the top oh, shelf there. I see it yeah. back there. Yeah. I think I took bronze at that one. Or that was maybe I maybe, think so. It was maybe a different one. I don't know. No, because I don't know what other one. Yeah, I think you did take third, right? Yeah. Or I think it was 
I don't think it w- I was at that one where you took third. No, I don't think you were either. Not I think about it. Yeah, that was uh, no, because, no, no, because because at the one at the one that I took silver at, it was it like went to like tiebreakers or something between you and one other player for third, and they wound up getting it. I'm remembering now. You actually were at the one where I took third. But uh, weirdly enough, you beat me at that tournament. Yeah, you placed fourth. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was you, me, and Sean. We were all there, and I had I had built a Space Wolves roster, and uh, you know the Power Fist just went off. The Storm Shields worked as advertised, and I wound up taking that one. But yeah, it sucked because you and me got paired up in the first round. I'm like, oh man. Can yeah. I just can I just concede right now? Can I just? <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that's the worst, isn't it? It's awful getting paired up against a teammate. Yeah. Um, yeah, though. I mean, another big game that I think this was one that I played, but another game that I really enjoyed uh, watching. Yeah. Um, and this is another one that you can go watch on our YouTube channel, and it was another game from BAO. And okay. It was uh, Alec Berryman versus Matt Howell. Mm. Matt Hurl. Yeah. Sorry, Matt Hurl. I got to start getting that right. Yeah. It is Matt Hurl. Yeah. I have found out. Um, we literally called him Matt Howell when he was on our show and he didn't even correct us. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I was listening to Baron, like whenever Baron had said his name, I was like, I don't know who's right or who's wrong. <laughs> Matt hasn't said either way. Um, now we know, Matt. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, it was his game versus Alec Berryman at BIO. And that game was crazy. Hmm. That was the game where Alec had taken Mind Games and, and Reaper, and he literally basically was like one model away from having it by turn two, yeah. and he never got it because Matt had such a crazy comeback with the Berserkers, turns three and four. Yeah, that's right. It was his. It was Alex Strakari versus uh, Matt's Heretic Astartes. Mm. Um, that game was really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, two very high-level players Yeah, going at it. Um, Love to see it. East Coast versus West Coast, too. Oh, yeah, true. Two players that I don't think I've ever played before. Is there an East Coast West Coast rivalry? Do you think in Kill Team? A little bit, yeah. Competitive Kill Team. A little bit, yeah. I think it's like playful though. Yeah, it's not like a Biggie Tupac situation. Well, no, like nobody's dying. Like we talked about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No one, no one's being murdered. Not yet. On the tabletop, people are being murdered. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Uh. We got to do like a tournament. Like a like a team tournament someday. Oh, I would love that. That would be I great. I would love that. Um, yeah, though, go check out Alec Berryman versus uh, Matt Matt Hurl, and uh, give that one a watch. We'll we'll link it as well. Really high level match. Mm-hmm. Super like close. Like yeah. it was like comeback game. Yeah. You don't see a lot of comeback games in Kill Team. No, they're um, few and far between. But this this was a big big old comeback. Uh, and if you're a fan of either of either of those factions, spoiler alert! Yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert! It's a comeback. Spoiler! It's a comeback alert. story. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're a fan of those factions, go check that game out. It's a uh, it's a fun one, real fun one. Yeah. All right. Do we want to start getting into the Q and A? The mailbag. I guess let's just let's let's jump into the mailbag. Um, and before we do, reminder that you guys can always com- uh, send us a question in the mailbag. Um, 
it's on our Discord. It is a channel meant for, for asking questions, um, and we eventually reach them, hopefully, on the pod. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, this is from uh, Basie G. What's the most ridiculous slash out there, out there list for kill team you've ever seen in person or theorized? That's a good question. So don't talk about the one you've theorized. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's that's on the Patreon. That's on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess most ridiculous list I've ever seen in person. So not TTS in person because I think there's an extra little bit of like interest to that part of the question because it's like in person it's like they've actually built they've this. actually gone and gotten they've the put models, their heart and built, soul and painted it. yeah yeah um tts it's like oh i'm running crude spam yeah <laughs> yeah it's like no biggie i'll run whatever yeah um do you want to go first do you have did you have any i'm mind? I'm not sure if this is a situation where you're like throwing it to me because you're just racking your brain because I'm racking my brain for um, the most. I've seen some crazy things. Seen some crazy things. I'm racking my brain a little bit. Um, um, I can say that if you asked me this like a year ago, it would have been that guy at that tournament with the. Uh, it was my first time seeing like the Blackstone Fortress, right? Like heavy the, like Ryan and the Gottfried and friends, Gottfried right, Pius right. all in one list, and that's still not something you see that often in real life. People don't usually build that team. Yeah. Um, it because it's such a hassle to get all to wrangle all those models together without shelling out for the Blackstone Fortress box and or it ex, its expansions. Um, um, yeah, that that was that was one. Um, and I will say there was another instance um, where our very own Ray J uh, on the <laughs> yeah. Discord uh, showed up at our local game store with a with a built-in painted UR25, which he ran in, in a few games against us. Absolute Chad move. Yeah. Um, I was like... I, I told him the week before, like, jokingly, um, <laughs> hey, man, you should run UR25. He's kind of He's got some interesting stats. Like, I don't know how he fits on a list, but... Uh, Turns out, one week later, he has built and painted UR25, pulled up to the game store, and uh, he is playing it suddenly. Yeah. Um, he's doing pretty well with it. It's actually a really like yeah. kind of decent model. He had great success in a tournament game running it because... It was in the Invitational. Yes, it was in the Invitational where he was able to just sit your 25 on a center objective, like score domination, control the point, and then I th- he must have been playing against some psychic faction. I forget it what it was. It was Thousand Suns. It was Thousand Suns, yeah. So yeah. they were putting one Cybolt into UR25... Every turn, but guess what happens to UR25 at the start of every turn? Regains a wound. He regains a wound. It was brilliant. Good model. Yeah. Really good model. Uh, really cool model. You know, I know. Uh, probably something that's been like underutilized, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think the okay, so I think the craziest list that I've seen in real life was when you first came up with the demons list that you've been running now. Mm-hmm. Because basically until that time Everybody was running the mono faction demons for their kill teams. Yeah, like all pinks. That was like all right around pinks, yeah. all blood letters. Um, that that was it, right? Basically, nobody was running like mono. Not too often. Slaneshi demons, mono plague bearers. Um, yeah, no. But yeah, Definitely. no. Like until that time, um, nobody nobody was really doing that, at least to our knowledge. 
and then um after playing like a, a few games against it i was like yeah this is uh this is dumb. I don't think I have any kill teams that can really counter this. Yeah, it's at this point now. And that's when I got the, the that's when I got all those tau. Yeah, yeah, that did it. Um, <laughs> that did the job. For the, so for the, for those of you that don't know, at this point it's a pretty like normal like it's pretty standard meta yes. at this point. It's not too out there. You're not going to see it at a tournament that often cuz building and painting all those blue horrors and brimstones mm-hmm. and pinks and blue letters it's a pain in the butt. But um it uh, it's basically the three pink horrors and just a swarm of blood letters and yeah. then the plague ridden leader. Um, it uh, it's super good, especially at one twenty five. At a hundred, it's tough to do it because you can't really like you have to sacrifice models to to get any amount of numbers, kind of right, right. Um, like you can't run like the icon and the instrument of corn. Yeah. But at one twenty five you can run those things and the three pinks and the blood reaper and you can get like fourteen to fifteen bodies. Yeah. And it becomes really hard to break you and you've got like so many killy seven point models and you've got Cybolt and you've got Pink Horrors, it's really cool. Yeah. Um it's it's a scary team. It is. I look forward to playing it like in real life once once yeah tournaments happen. Because the last time you were able to essentially was pre-covid you know. at the at the rtt where how yeah. many how many games did we wind up like playing four, that day four like games? four games yeah went under went undefeated with it yeah so it's funny everybody it, talks it about as, yeah yeah it was at, at 125 it really is hard to uh to take out enough models that you're forcing the break test i know the go-to to be yeah. demons is to just force them to break um but i will say at that at that tournament all four games i didn't have to take a single break test the whole day yeah just never happened. None of the games are really close. Uh, demons are very powerful at, at 125. Yeah, that's the that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, that was just one question. I I was like, are we on to a next segment? <laughs> <laughs> like in my head. Um, okay. Uh, this is from Academic Chris. What was your greatest upset in Kill Team? And then, uh, how do you deal with competitive burnout? Um, I can. Which one do you want to go for? Um, we'll do the. I guess the greatest upset. Sure. Would uh, do you? Did you have anything in mind? Well, I think in every situation where I've been the underdog, I've lost. <laughs> so I think the greatest upset games that I've played are just games that I've played against you, and one. You do pretty well. When you aren't the underdog, I've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> when you're like the favorite. Yeah. Um, you've all. Yeah, I mean, you've also had to play Micromancer. Twice I've had to play Micromancer twice, and the yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think of my greatest upset. Um, I don't know how you categorize an upset. Yeah, I'm not sure if he means like greatest upset that you've won or that you've like lost. I've had some upset losses. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten upset. Yeah, um, talk about those. Uh, I guess before I do, I, I would say at the when I beat Alex the Kid in BAO, um, at that point I I didn't I felt like I was the underdog because mm. um, Alex is an incredible player. Yeah, and um, I hadn't ever really had to play anyone of his caliber in like a super serious competitive game mm. um, I was confident about the matchup 
I liked my 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 Space Marines against his Eldar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I don't know what the like community perception was around that game, but um, yeah, Alex Alex is a great player, uh, and beating him was like a a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. I'd love to play him again. He's mm-hmm. um, he's a fun player to watch, fun player to play against. Yeah. Uh, and then people upsetting me. Um, I mean, it happens all the time. Just, just hop <laughs> on the Discord. Yeah, I do it um, all the time. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I have I've got a pretty good record right now of uh, uh, in tournament games the last couple months. Yes. Uh, yeah. My only losses to Micromancer in the last two tournaments, um, and that was in the first game of that best of three. Um, and I don't consider that an upset because Micromancer is isn't I don't like he's no joke. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I uh, I lose games all the time. It's just I'm. <laughs> it's just not something that happens constantly in uh, in tournaments. I guess it's. I try to keep my losses to my like prep games. I guess. Yeah, which is probably the place to lose. That right? is the place That's to lose. Definitely yeah. the place where you want to yeah. be losing, if if anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, how do you deal with uh, competitive burnout? Oh, that's a good question because it's do you like do you get burned out on this game at all? Because I don't. I, I talk to you every day. I don't pick up on on that. I've never picked up on you getting burned out about Kill Team. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll get burned out on certain formats. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't know how burnt because the thing about Kill Team that's nice in the competitive scene is it's ever changing. Yeah, um, we're not playing one format all year. We're mm-hmm. playing one format for a couple months, and then we're moving on to a new format. And then, even though we're not getting constant updates from GW, there's so much community engagement, and there's yeah. always a new packet to try. And 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 the competitive scene is is pretty robust for. For the considering the fact that we're on TTS and we aren't going to tournaments in real life right now, yeah, um, and that's just like our situation. Um, I I will say if you start to get burned out, I if you get burned out on a format because that happens to me, um, just don't be afraid to 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 play something new for a little bit. Right now, I'm going to be honest; I'm a little burnt out on the TAO style that we've been playing with that. Um, that board and it mixed with the the packet. Nothing against the packet. I actually really like the packet, but it's it's really the combo of the board and the packet and a hundred points and stuff. Um, and in my, I've just started playing different stuff, like playing a lot on Nova, playing a lot on like um, like trying new teams. Because a lot of my burnout is related to uh, like I'll get tired of playing a faction. Yeah, and there's like I think this is half of why I come up with new builds all the time is because I get bored of something and then I, I want to find something new and I jump onto it. Mm-hmm. So um, try different teams. Yeah. Try different formats. Yeah. You know, keep yourself uh, on your toes, I guess. Yeah. What about you? That That's basically the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing, um, especially when I'm preparing for a tournament. I'll, I'll go through a bunch of different factions, just Right now, I'm really trying to uh, prepare for the worldwide worldwide open mm-hmm. uh, whenever that starts. So uh, I've been experimenting with Astra Militarum, been experimenting with uh, Drakari because I I like Drakari 
as a faction. They're great. You actually like them. Uh, yeah, no, I actually find them fun and enjoyable to play, and their aesthetic is cool. Um, and then uh, secondly, like, I mean, it's like, man, they get so much stuff built right into them. The value's so good. <laughs> I can't not. I can't. I can't help myself. Can't help myself. They're so good. Um, and I and I uh, I enjoy winning. So <laughs> I wanna I wanna experiment with them and see see how deep I can run with them on a uh, worldwide open. That packet is very diverse in what it asks of different factions, so I don't know if they're the best I mean, if they're the best to do it, but yeah, it's arena, it's open, it's with all the arena secondaries, it's hold, 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 so it's going to be whatever I decide to do with that packet, it's going to look a lot different than what I brought to uh, the uh, TAO, Yeah, to the Transatlantic Open. Or I might go Astra Militarum. I don't know. We'll see. I got all the models for him now. I got Rhine, Rouse, Gottfried, and Pius Vorn, and then uh, Guardsmen. All I need more are Scions, so... Yeah, that maybe, Power maybe Fist boy. That Power Fist hey, boy. you can well, always use Mr. Yeah. Katachan oh, Sergeant. Oh, no. Sergeant yeah. Johnson. Nope, nope. <laughs> yep, I will. Yep. You gotta. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. So it's like yeah. maybe maybe I'll run them just to get some practice in. Uh, here's another question from Monkey Mod. Uh, what was the most out- outrageous passage of play that had no right occurring that you've witnessed in Command Point related game, <laughs> and who were the players? Um, yeah, who do we want to out? Uh, I I'm trying to think because there's been a lot of craziness. Uh, Ray forgetting his. Uh... <laughs> Ray forgetting his uh oh is what his uh his mechanicals for Admac. Um I would say any game that Ray plays falls into this category. <laughs> Ray if you ever have a chance and Ray is playing a tournament game, our boy Ray J, hop into that that Discord stream because it's always a good time. <laughs> it is always wonderful. Um another contender is the entirety of Alec Berryman versus Birnid uh drone spam. Um, versus drone spam. That was a funny one. Uh, I don't know if it was recorded. It might be on Alex's Twitch channel. Maybe I can dig for that or ask him. Yeah. Um, And another game comes to mind back from the Invitational all the way back in like April or something. And it was uh, actually George Rollins, Warp Charge Gaming, uh, playing his Harlequins against uh, a Thousand Suns player. I'm forgetting who it was. But the Thousand Suns player, his... His sorcerer got swarmed by like five oh. Harlequin players, and the guy uh, he periled. He intention he rolled a cybolt, succeeded, and then re-rolled the success to try and perils, and he got it. And he killed he turned like his psyker into a suicide bomber. Yeah, and he killed like five Harlequin clowns, and it just lo- George lost. He actually had that game in the bag too. He I did. remember watching it, um, and it just totally went right down the drain after that. So that was pretty insane. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. This is from Janice, our friend Janice Gillum, uh, dealing with no in-person tournament depression. So how are we de- how are we dealing with, with that? Well, if, uh, if you aren't a big TTS person, like I know a lot of people aren't, it's definitely harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I miss tournaments bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss going to our local game store and playing in real life. Um, I miss I miss the whole being able to fly to Southern California, 
for a for a kill team turn. Yeah, no would have been nice. Would have been a good time. Yeah. Um, darn you, COVID. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to. Uh, TTS has really saved it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say saved it, but it's 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 a bit of a uh, it's making up for it in in a lot of ways. Yeah, just being able to play against all these players that I um, otherwise would not be able to in real life. Yeah, yeah, and and being able to still play in tournaments, um, and honestly, the the whole streaming and like commentary side of it has been a serious joy as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, just hang in there. I guess. Yeah. For me, it's it's not only playing it on TTS. A lot of it is talking about the game, listening to other podcasts, watching other kill team like content creators, YouTube videos talking about kill team and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Just to kind of like keep like your ear to the ground. Yeah. Basically regarding I mean, regarding kill team. Yeah, if you love kill team, if you love competitive kill team, um, it's still happening. And, That's and right. you can at least if you're not playing, you can follow along. Yeah. Uh and and the meta is very different than pre COVID. Oh, yes. So yeah. Things are still changing. It's there's developments occurring. Uh, and there's high-level games ha- happening, and and I think that's a cool thing. This next this uh, next question is from uh, Moonkey Mod. Uh, if Kill Team is one and lost in the movement phase, who would be considered top three positional players who have been active in command point related games? Ooh, interesting question. Yeah. Uh, for me, the first one that comes up is Micromancer. He's just yeah. very like particular about the way that he moves his models. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's he always is. finagling in into different. Yeah. Just kind of pushing as much as he can to to get every little advantage that he right, can. Right. Alex from Strategic Advantage up there. Think, I was thinking about Alex yeah. players as well. Unfortunately he's only he's a player I've only really played like one like pickup game with him. Yeah. Like I know it was on tabletop simulator. Yeah. But uh you you can go back and, and watch some of his games from that were streamed at LVO this year. Yeah. Earlier in the year. Um against like Michael T. Holy. Uh, I don't know if any of his other games are streamed. It might have only yeah, been that game. I don't remember. But, it was so um, long ago. He is a very good player. Yeah. Um, he 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 just the way he plays his ad mech and like controls that as like a shooty army. Mm-hmm. Um, Im- impressive. Yeah. Super impressive. Yeah. I wish he played a little bit more on TTS. Would would be yeah. neat to see him in some of our tournaments, mm-hmm. but alas. I uh, can't get everyone there. Uh, for the third, Matt Hurl, he the way he plays like melee uh, swarms. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he, Gene Sealer cult. Yeah, you need to be so positionally minded to run that faction to the level that he's been able to. Yeah, I mean that's a, a melee swarm that doesn't yeah. reroll charges. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like how it's pretty pretty how? punishing if you if you don't get it right. Uh, but he does well with it. He does real well. He sets up well. Um, if you're interested in that faction, try catching one of his games sometimes. Sometime reaching out to him. Something. Uh, question from Arpia. Arpia. Yeah. Uh, what changes would you be most excited to see in another expansion? So, as a demon player, I would love to see elites for some of the non-core um, teams. Yeah. The teams that didn't get elites and elites, mm-hmm. uh, like Sisters of Battle, Demons, Sisters of Silence, whatever. 
these are teams that I think would they could use both sub factions yeah. and elites. Um, as far as demons go, I think there's a few options you could you could maybe look at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some cool commanders you could give demons too. Like having been pl- like messing around with some of like the Nurgle like models, like uh, right. the Pox Bringer and like my own favorite Sloppity Bile Piper. Sloppity Bile Piper. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, um, first of all, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think those those factions need that. Well, maybe they don't need it, but it would. I think that should be more important than than making new marines making, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, the the unfortunate reality is that. Marines are always going to take precedence. Yep. Um, I would like to see. I would like to see a lot more off-flying units say for fast, factions. Fast, fast attack. attack options. I want orcs to have storm boys. I want chaos space marines to have raptors. I want the sisters of battle to have the seraphins. I think they're called. I believe so. Yeah, they like fly around with their jump packs and they shoot with their guns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, just bring more of more I guess fast attack options into the game. They obviously still need to be like infantry based. Like I'm not sure if I would want to see like Gene Steeler called ATVs. Yeah. I don't want any vehicles no, in Kill Team. I'm I can tell you that. Not personally interested no. in, in seeing No. There's like a fine line in my mind of what can be in Kill Team and what can't. Maybe like Scourges, like Drakari, those winged... Yeah, Scourges. Scourges, yeah, that would be great. Um, And not just just because I play Drakari, just because it would would add a whole other element to the game um, where a bunch of more factions would be able to benefit. Not all, but a bunch. Because right now your main two flying factions, we've got our Tau all their drones and <laughs> like space marines Weirdly with their enough. jump packs and those are like the only two real like aerial uh i, yeah. I can't think of any other i mean i hate geller with the flies but that's about it yeah yeah uh eldar could get uh the swooping hawks oh yeah that would be a cool yeah. one yeah yeah i would like to see that yeah there's a lot there's a there, we done. have a very long list of uh kill team um, one thing that I would like to see from a new kill team like expansion or change would be you get all your they 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 figure out a system of where you get a certain amount of command points at the start of the game and then you get like plus 1 or plus 2 cp however however many it is um per turn that game Mm-hmm. Just because it's, I feel a lot of factions in a lot of formats are very, very starved to use their faction defining tactics that we, that they, they just make the game more fun. And CP is such a valuable resource; you can't really spend it willy nilly. And more CP, honestly, like you won't be spending it more <laughs> willy nilly, but at least you'll be able to spend more. I guess if that makes sense. Um. This question's from Parmenion. Uh, would be good to hear what you guys think about rules changes for Kill Team 2 or Kill Team 1.1. 1. 1. 
A lot of people talk about the movement phase becoming turn-based and the injury roll being too swingy. So turn-based basically meaning like it's like you go, I go alternating, I would assume. So I guess rules changes. I guess he's specifically asking about the possibility of like alternating movement. Yeah. So for alternating movement, it has to be done. It can't just be flat alternating movement because then you have a situation where like you're playing an elite team of like, so you're playing like five, here's an extreme example. You're playing like Grey Knights, 100 points, five models, and you're playing against 20-man Tyranid list. If you're pure alternating, it's Grey Knight goes, Tyranid Gaunt goes, Grey Knight goes, Tyranid Gaunt goes, and so on until all the Grey Knights have gone, and then like 14 Gaunts go. Yeah, just get to go and do whatever. Yeah, and that basically means the Gaunts, the Tyranids always get to go second. Yeah. So that's much worse than what we currently have. Yeah. If you're going to have something like that, it needs to be kind of like um, like what Warcry has, where you have like three like squads, kind of, like two or three squads. Yeah. And like the squads go in alternating. Right. In alternating like activations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if you're not familiar with Warcry, check that out. Give that game a try. At least take a look at the rules and the way that movement works in that game, and you'll kind of know what we're talking about. Um, like you deploy your squads one at a time. It's yeah, like not like you a have squad. like your shield, your spear, and your dagger, something, something like that, yeah. to that effect. And each one of those three is like a different subgroup that activates. Yeah, like you activate your spear, and then like the four models that you have in that can like do all their activations. Right, and then your opponent activates something, and yeah, yeah. I'm honestly fine with the way that movement is done right now in Kill Team, what I would like to see is the initiative phase getting thrown out the freaking window. Just roll the dice at the start of the game, and then whoever wins the roll-off, is they're going to choose if they go first or second starting off, and then that's it for the rest of the game. Oh, like in 40K? Yeah, it just makes it so much easier for you to plan and execute your plan and not be reliant on a die roll for so many so for for so many things to go right for you. Um, it's just um, and your opponent. Honestly, I th- I think it just makes I, it makes the game a lot easier to play doing that. Yeah, I can see that because at least you you know that next turn you're going first. You know yeah. or second. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's definitely something that might be worth looking at. I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, weird looking at like core yeah. gameplay changes because I actually yeah. think like the kill team is pretty well handled like the mm-hmm. the, the game mechanics themselves are actually pretty good mm-hmm. um, it's it's a bit tough to uh, to pinpoint specific things I, I mean a lot of people I, I complain like, about I like that one about the what I just stated about the doing away with the rolling for initiative every turn yeah. just because it doesn't it doesn't affect anything else in the game that I can see because your opponent will still be able to like spend CP to do things like decisive move, decisive strike. Yeah. All those things that kind of interrupt that flow of combat, your opponent's still going to be able to do. Do you think that, um, there's an, do you think the injury roll should be fixed? I've definitely, I've said it before. Yeah. I've said it before. Um, I think that because we're playing with such a low model count, 
that the the way the injury rule works is warranted. And I would even venture as so far as to say needed. Yeah. Um, Like we can't go to just the amount of wounds you inflict is like we can't make it 40K. No. Where it's just you wound the model, the model takes the wound. If If the wounds match or exceed the amount of wounds that the model has, that model's dead. We're going to have five minute games. Yep. If yeah, we do it's, that, it's going to be too. It's not going to be. It's not going to be fun. Yeah, I'm fine with the injury roll. Honestly, I know yeah. it's there's some feel bads there, but multi damage kind of alleviates that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people have this idea that like if they bring a lot of one damage weapons and they get a lot of injury rolls, and it doesn't pan out for them, then some great mis like injustice has occurred. <laughs> Um, when in reality, it's like you probably could have paid up for multi-damage weapons, but you didn't. Yeah. So it's like you've kind of, this has always been something that could happen. Yeah. And um, also, some formats, you don't even need to kill a single model to win. Yeah. So that's something else to consider. And of course, it's possible for you to load up with multi-damage weapons and still fluff the injury rolls, but it's unlikely. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. usually going to get kills with multi-damage. That's usually how yeah. it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know I sound ridiculous saying that in a game called Kill Team, <laughs> uh, there's ways to win without without actually killing uh, models. But and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there's it's. Good I don't think it is either because there definitely are factions that um, do not do well at killing or do not have access to uh, reliant. Uh, yeah, like just like multi-damage weapons that they can actually rely on. Yeah. There's lots of factions like that. Or at least they can't field them in great numbers. Yes, correct. All in all, I mean, there's some changes you can make, some tweaks. But I think Kill Team's a pretty good game as is. I think we just need more new things to uh, yeah. to keep us on our toes. Yeah, yeah. Not that the community isn't doing a pretty great job yeah. as is. Yeah, with, but the with... thing is, it's the community that's doing it. You yeah, know? it probably shouldn't be that way, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's going to wrap it up for the Q&A. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's just about going to wrap it up here on this special one-year anniversary of Command Point episode. Um, it's been uh, it's been a good chat. Yeah. There is uh, lots more on the horizon, lots more Command Point, lots more Kill Team, mm-hmm. um, tournament play. There's This is a very robust and, and, and exciting community yeah. to be a part of even without all of the uh, the constant support that GW gives 40k uh, we're doing fine uh, and we are getting new stuff anyway so that's, that's, that's very exciting that's right um, to wrap up this video uh, just a reminder to everybody to uh, like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube follow us on whatever podcast platform you're, you're listening to us on uh, hit up our discord play games with us on TTS, talk to people. There, There is a, a, a really active uh, community there on the Discord uh, server. And ultimately, uh, if you're interested, hit up our Patreon. There's going to be a ton of, uh, of exciting content coming out over there uh, as, we, as we discussed in the beginning. And uh, yeah, have a good one. We'll see you in the next one.